right. So, um, Enzo, you have wandered off to a musical instrument shop that Contessa seems very uh, excited about. And she says, I think you'll find what you're looking for here. You notice the name on the store is Contessa's. And she walks you in. Um, Contessa, I really, really <laughs> like your store. What do I see? <laughs> I thought you said that to her. Like, Sorry. I really like your store. What do, you like? <laughs> what do I see in Contessa's store? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What are all these things? Either instruments? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have separated those thoughts. I think I love your name. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Woke up in a lucid dream Now we're hunting for the shards We might be an oddball team But at least we've got no bards World Hey everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, Ertleby learned that an artifact hunter named Claiborne had acquired the Shard of Stardust. She returned to the group, only to find that Roberto had just ventured off on a musical journey with his new friend, a forged bard named Contessa. We join now as Roberto enters Contessa. I mean her music shop. Once you walk into the shop, uh, you notice that there's a counter right in the middle... And there's wood paneling everywhere, and there are four doors. So in this shop right now, like when you first walk in, you see different uh, instruments that are not for sale. Uh, They're her personal collection. But then there are private rooms you can go in where the other instruments are kept so that you can privately experiment, test out different instruments, and see what you like. Uh, Because of that, this is not like a standard shop. Essentially, only four people can be using this shop at any one point. No one's allowed in the room with you unless you take them in there. So you get total privacy to either experiment or to try out different instruments. Um, Contessa, your store is very lovely. Um, I'm actually looking for a very specific instrument. Do you carry bagpipes? <laughs> she's just looking she's like um and she looks at you again <laughs> and she says no I don't have bagpipes oh man it's like in my time like in the forest that was one of the instruments that I grew proficiency in but I lost my original instrument long ago and I have been look- bagpipes yes, I've been Looking to replace them for my entire life. My entire two years of life. Two years? How old are you? Oh, um, I mean, I'm way older than I look. I think. (laughs) Probably. I'm totally legal. If that's what you're asking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Yes, I was hoping it would go there, but... uh... (laughs) But she says, I I don't don't understand... where are you from? Um, I'm from a world far, far away from here. We... Wait, are you guys serious? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're from another world? Yes? Is that weird? Yeah, it's kind of weird. How did you get here? 
would it be even weird if I told you we walked? That's kind of what we do. Yeah, it would be. That'd be even weirder. You know what? I think it's just the alcohol. Speaking at this point, uh, I'm just I'm just gonna go. And she looks at you. She's like, "Come on, you can't get drunk. We both know that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Roberto is just really, really like he doesn't know what to say at this point. He's like, "Well, thank you for so much for your time." Uh, I'm sorry we couldn't find some bagpipes. Maybe I'll try another place. And thank you for showing me your lovely shop. And I kind of, as I'm saying this, I kind of like walk backwards slowly towards the door. I'm extremely <laughs> nervous. I'm kind of just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I'm just trying to exit as fast as I can. She just has her arms folded and <laughs> just looks upset. Sorry. And thank you. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so do you head back uh, to the midnight oil? I run oil? back to the midnight oil. I run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the moment that Roboto disappeared, Vasa would have turned her aggressive uh, peer pressure onto Tompkins and keep trying to shove shots down his throat. <laughs> uh, he resisted uh, ne- as long as he can. Give me a uh, persuasion check. Uh, it should actually probably be an intimidation check because Vasa might have like <laughs> made some insinuations <laughs> if, if, she, if he does not drink. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're gonna. This is entering your throat one way or another. <laughs> well, keep in mind she's very drunk, so she rolled a nine. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. He says, "Yeah, yeah, sure," and he just pretends to take shots. That's good enough for her. She doesn't. She can't tell anything right now. <laughs> How are you doing, Brummelstone? Uh, well, uh, Brummelstone was quietly whispering to Tin and finding out any custom that would make the giant war machines mad, like calling them robots or <laughs> um, <laughs> just uh, just a few courtesy words. Like, just I want to make sure I'm on on the up and up here. And then he would be stealing Tompkins' shots and. Reminiscing of how they're, you know, thinking to himself, how they're not as good as Dwarf Elf, but, you know, all right. You know. <laughs> when in Rome, settle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Roberto comes charging into the uh, tavern <laughs> alone. Vasa goes, hey, the deed is done. Roberto, the man thing. Yes, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kind of like, she's like, how long was that? Was that an hour, Roberto? You machine. <laughs> <laughs> Several of the forge look at you. Um, Roboto looks at Vasa and just gives her a thumbs up. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then just like I, when she turns away, he just shakes his head and just puts his hand <laughs> in his head and just face palms so hard. Brummelstone would would give him the the brotherly like. There's other gears in the machine. <laughs> Vasa has entered the loving stage of Drunken and she's just like telling Tompkins that he is the most amazing person so short yet so capable so handsome and mysterious and just really what would they do without Tompkins what a weird name Tompkins it's a good name he he really wears it very well and he just he's a little trooper just really praising him um, you might not notice in your state, but the more you praise him, the more discouraged and sad he gets. <laughs> she doesn't notice at all. She's just laying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brummelstone leans over and says, "Don't worry, he doesn't. She doesn't mean a thing of it. You know. Now he's consoling both the giant robot." And the- now he turns and looks at you like, "What? Do you, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. After a, a few more drinks, um, that is when Ertleby comes back in. Hello, I've been here the whole time. Hello. <laughs> Grandmother, I love your city. This is a good city. Not that shit city I built. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything, but this is a way better city, yes. So, how did it go with Contessa, Roberta? Yeah, yeah. Vasa makes motions in the background. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very really, really doesn't want to talk about it, so he just try to he just try to end the conversation, gives her a thumbs up, but doesn't say anything. I think Ertleby would notice that he's a little uh, hesitant with that thumbs up, despite all the hand motions and motions in general that are happening <laughs> behind him. Um, so, like maybe a few minutes later, if there's like a a moment where it's a little quieter, she might just be like, Oh, Mr. Roberto, what is it like being a forged on your planet? Where do you come from? Where do I come from? That's a pretty loaded question. The um, reason I-, I, I want you to know is that all these forged here know exactly where they come from. From war. And it really shapes the way they view the world. I mean, Just something I, to know. No, that's absolutely right. I was built to def, def, for war, but in more of a defensive than offensive. Um, and sh- sh- I'm also I'm sad because she didn't have bagpipes. Did you tell me what bagpipes are? We have magic here that can make things, you know. Hmm. Maybe maybe that's why she was so weirded out. Maybe she didn't know what it was. Maybe she thought it was something like some weird, like. Oh. Rumblestone is is really, if he's listening, he's upset. It's like, doesn't know bagpipes. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of shit planet is (laughs) (laughs) that? Is the music of the angels? Vasa has fallen asleep and she's cradling her empty bottles like they were her precious babies. Tell you what, if you can describe a bagpipe to my son Monty, he might be able to make something. He's not as good as his father, but he does have a little bit of of tinkering in him, so it's worth a shot. I mean, Contessa's probably the better bet, though. Okay, I would really appreciate that. I'm not talking to Contessa ever again, but thank you. (laughs) She was really nice. (laughs) Do you guys want to go to to Monty's store? time of night is it it's only been about like two hours all things told so it's like 7 30 at night it'd still be open right. um yeah okay i pick up vasa and her bottles vasa says no 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 i'm, I'm not i'm not done i'm not i'm not done <laughs> no, no no and i i like i made, there's like a little bit of liquid left in one bottle so i, I kind of crater her like a baby and i like give her Aww. the bottle <laughs> you know how like you like you take a baby and you like you give them like a little milk bottle that's how i'm holding vasa and I'm like, shh, 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 shh. it's okay, it's okay. And then yeah, she's if- like, as she finishes, like, and I, and then I want herbs. I, I want herbs. Where, where herbs? We'll, we'll get you herbs. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then she just, just take it. Yeah. Drop her off. Looks good. This seems like a great time to visit Monty. Let's go. Oh, but also, I don't want him getting murdered. So if you see any monsters, let me know. All right, so you begin walking now. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ertleby, but um, the store would be in the Forge District, or no? The original store would be in 
the entertainment district. However, um, due to like rising uh, like real estate costs um, and Monty's personal affinity for the forge, he probably would have relocated to the forge district. So eventually, uh, it doesn't take, you're not really that far from the shop. So you walk through the cobblestone streets and before too long, uh, you find yourself in front of a store called Cogginbooth. Oh, sweet Cog- home! <laughs> Cog and has a, an array of cogs and gears up top that have been uh, built together to turn. So like the, it looks like the store is always on, if you will. Um, it has a beautiful uh, grand window that you can window shop from. Unlike in your heyday, there's nothing in the window. Uh, <laughs> like You don't know if he just sold everything or... Forgot up. to fill it up. That is a Monty uh, move. <laughs> there's Classic a curtain. Um, you know, there's a curtain backdrop, so maybe he just hasn't checked the curtain for a while. We're going inside now. It'll be kicks the door down. <laughs> oh no, Monty. So it's a shop of mechanical oddities. The store is filled from shelf to shelf with toys and devices that are ready to be purchased. So ready, like. Whenever you're ready, they're ready. <laughs> Just come on in. Please buy them. At the end of the store is a counter, and behind that counter sits a man in a cool blue sweater vest, dark red shirt, and a bow tie that's slightly askew. He adjusts his narrow square glasses and squints and looks at you guys. Mom? Hello, And he kind of he slowly gets up, and... um. Only Ertleby would notice this, regardless of perception checks, that he has a favorite outfit. Uh, one that he doesn't like to change. Or that I mean, you're hoping that he washes it every day, but time and proximity will tell. He begins walking uh, down the aisle, and the closer he gets, the more you can confirm. He does wash it. He just likes this outfit. <laughs> but he comes over and he gives you a big hug, and he's like, Mother, what are you doing here? I'm on an adventure, dear. An adventure? No. Yes. And he's like looking at the rest of you and he's like... Adventure friends. They're my adventure friends. I I don't like when you do this. You're not carrying that gun again, are you? You mean the gun that was given to me by Ben Mansley? The great gunslinger who trained me in his craft? Yes, of course I have it on me. Yeah, the guy who taught my mom how to shoot guns. Yeah. Why the guy who didn't give my mom an eye me. exam first, yeah. Uh, Fenwick never worries about me. Fenwick doesn't worry about anybody. He's Fenwick. Where is he? Uh, Rest assured, your mother's in good hands. Listen to Mr. Dwarf. He's very serious. He reads all the time. What are you traveling with an engineer for? <laughs> no oh, offense. He's, he's actually not an engineer. He couldn't engineer this even if he tried. He's a different kind of dwarf. A boring kind. Uh, thanks. You got fired? No, he's from a different planet. Monty, we're here on very serious business. We need bagpipes. Have you heard of these? You want a bag of pipes? I can... I think I think I'd better leave this up to Mr. Roborto. Mr. Roborto, can you describe what you want? Okay, so I walk over to Monty. I'm still holding Vasa like a baby. So the whole time I'm describing to him... Um, it is. Is this so, one of your adventuring friends, Mom? Yes, Hi. he's very nice. Hi, Monty. My name is Roberto. <laughs> 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 I just like, 
I'm like shaking the baby a little bit. Like, what do you, what do you call that? Like when you like, you know, you just kind of like burping, like burping it a little bit. Like a little bit the fact that he's doing that motion just made her throw up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you burped her. Oh. <laughs> Um, actually, wait, hindered, I'm a, uh, Actually, he do does. That. <laughs> Monty takes a look. He's like, Mom, why are you wearing gauntlets? Uh, can Ertleby, like, take Vasa's body with one hand? Yeah. And just be like, <laughs> like, hold her with one arm and, oh, and be like, Mom, no big. what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure, Monty. Don't ask questions. Oh, yes, bagpipes. So, bagpipes, it's a type of wind instrument. Um, you blow into it, and there's these four pipes that come out of the bag. Hence, bag of pipes. I mean, hold on a second. So he goes behind the counter, and he starts pulling stuff out. Um, like, he's got gears, he's got a wrench. Um, the thing that <laughs> that really catches your eye, Roberto, is he pulls out a box that says um, new, and that's crossed out. And then it says clearance, and it has four or five different prices crossed out uh, in descending order. <laughs> if you take a peek in the box, you will see that they seem to be uh, action figures of Forged. And he kind of pushes that box off to the side. And when he notices you you doing that in the game, kind of like, <gasps> he's kind of, he looks up and he's like, hey, are you interested in these? Like, I, I could sell them. I've been looking for people to buy them. And he, he pulls one or two out. And they look pretty realistic. They look like actual forge. They're just tiny. <laughs> and he he puts one on the table and he's like, they really work. And he presses a button and they just move like extremely robotic, just like, <laughs> like they move terribly. And uh, he says, um, yeah, one of my friends said they're racially insensitive, but I think they're really cool. They even talk. Vasa has woken up just in time to see this, and then she starts crying and she holds her. She's like, Roberto, what happened to you? <laughs> I kind of look at her and be like, that doesn't look anything like me. That's racist, Vasa. Roberto! <laughs> he's like, but, they, but they talk. Do you want to? Yeah, let's see them. Yeah, I'm... I recorded the voices myself. And he presses the button once and it's like, tell me what to do. And then he presses it again, and it's like, strong as steel. And then he presses it again, and it's like, I'm happy to serve. And he's like, aren't they amazing? Uh, Roboto's oh, a little taken aback My friends by the- told me that they weren't cool to sell, like, but I don't get it. I think that they're some of my best work. I actually really <laughs> like these. I don't like the third line, but the, the other ones are pretty cool. Strong as steel. Sounds yeah. just like me. Well, because forged are so helpful. No. Okay. How much are they? Uh, right now, a gold piece apiece. Vasa has curled up tightly with one of the action figures in her arms, and she just whispers as she falls asleep again, I'll save you, Roberto. <laughs> and it'll be you would know from experience that, like, he's taking such a massive loss on these figures. Yes, we founded Otto and I, Cog and Boof. Some time ago, it it was a while ago, and of course, uh, and I've after- kept it alive in 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 Dad's memory. Yes, Monty, thank you for doing that. Yeah. It used to be a, a big seller. I swear. <laughs> well, no, no, the figures he made. This is like after you've left. Oh like- yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, okay, like okay. the 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 store used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Berto looks at the one that Voss is holding. Tell me oh, what we, to do. We gotta have to, we got, I guess we gotta get two at least, but, yeah. um, <laughs> one for you, one for ten. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah. well, I mean, let's talk about the price after we can figure out about these bagpipes. Yeah. So he pulls out a, um, pad of paper and you guys are used to parchments like this, but this is like bound paper. Like he has tons of paper. Oh. Um, and he has some kind of, he pulls out what you would imagine is supposed to be a quill, but he never dips it in any kind of ink. He just starts writing down and he starts coming down and he's like, he, he takes notes from you and he kind of sketches something together. And uh, you're pretty impressed with the fact that he's never heard of bagpipes, but he totally just drew bagpipes. Yeah, like I he's like a that. lot better than these racist figures would uh, <laughs> help you assume. <laughs> I'm very impressed with this, Monty. Um, Thanks. How much do you think this job would cost? <sighs> well, to put everything together, I could probably do it for five gold. And, like, it'll be that breaks your heart. That is so cheap. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> to invent a musical instrument. <laughs> <laughs> that the world's never seen before. And he's willing something. to sell it for five gold. She, uh, <laughs> he's going to take such like a massive loss on this. Uh, or to be understand supply and demand. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay, well, I mean, so that's what? Eight, I'll take three figures and the bagpipes, and that's eight gold. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds good to me. My best me. day yet. And he takes it all. <laughs> Um, oh my god! I don't notice this at all. I'm just like, okay, this is a great deal. Bromel <laughs> <laughs> Stone would notice it, but he's still too busy being upset that someone called him boring. But I, <laughs> I can cast powder the entire time. I can cast powder. <laughs> I've saved your life so many times, and you think I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Erdelby would have picked up one of these, um, racist toys and be playing with it and be like, Monty, I have a suggestion which you should listen to because I'm your poor little mother. Mm, Alright. Uh, what if you change it to, I love to serve pizza to my friends? Or... I love to serve when I'm playing tennis. I've learned a lot on my adventures, and one of the things I've learned is that we should be respectful to the forge. I could have, like, themed figures. Like, I could sell, like, a doctor forged, and I could sell, like, a firefighter forged. That is great. I could totally do that. Would you do that for me, Monty? Yeah, I'll do it for you and Dad. And he takes the box and puts them back under the uh, the desk, Aww. under the counter. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. How's Noel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> How about Tybee, Myrtle, Buckrow, Holly, and Key? Oh, they're good. Oh, that's good. Let's well, send Noel my love. So, are you leaving? Oh no, I just don't want you to get murdered. That's all. I'm going to stay somewhere else. 
Monty, one more question. You haven't met a nice lady named Claiborne, have you? Claiborne. Um, no, the artifact hunter? Yes, that's the one. No, she was in town. Um, I think she's still in town, actually, but she came into town two days ago for the big auction. Where they sold the shiny thing? Yeah, that thing that, like, almost burned all our eyes out. Yeah, that was real great. Which, that kind of <laughs> hurts Ertleby, because everyone else who looks at it gets inspired. <laughs> oh. And he was just like, ah. <laughs> no talent at all. Yes. Oh my god, this guy's the saddest person ever. It's, it's Monty. I, I've known Monty his whole life. It's Monty. <laughs> the oldest child? Uh, no, but he's, he's, he's similar to his father in a lot of ways, but dissimilar in one important way. <laughs> and then she kind of like, kind of taps her, her forehead a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, Vasa wouldn't have asked this. Vasa's still asleep with her little action. Figure. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> She's just talking to um, little shoulder imaginary Vasa. What would Vasa say if she weren't <laughs> unconscious right now? Vasa snuggles up and you hear the figure like, Tell me what to do! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, thank you, Monty. If you have any idea where Claiborne is, let me know, okay? Uh, yeah, she's probably in the port district. She's leaving. I mean... You know, it's, what is it? Yeah, there's ships heading out today. So. Today? Wait, tonight? Yeah, tonight. Okay, um, uh, everybody else, hello. While you were having fun at the Midnight Oil, I said I was there the whole time. I was actually not there the whole time. This <gasps> means I choose not to divulge now. I have determined that the shard is in the possession of one artifact hunter named Claiborne. And if we don't stop her now, she's going to go to the flats, which, well, my daughter Dana likes living there. Nobody who is sane actually likes living there. Sorry, Tin. So we should go to the flats. I mean, the, the ports. I, I don't know what I'm saying. We should go find her right now. Yeah. Mom. Mom. You're not going to get involved with Claiborne, are you? Uh, Ertleby, um, uh, grabs one of the figurines, says, don't, and then pulls it, and then it says, tell me what to do. (laughs) 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 I love And he looks really sad, and he reaches over, and he presses it, and it's like, I'm happy to serve, and he just goes, And looks down. Monty, use your skills to make something nice for Noel. I'm gonna go to the port district night now with my adventuring friends. Adventuring friends? Um, yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm slightly annoyed that she went off to do but I'm I'm just whatever about it. I pick up Vasa, who still seems to still be <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, she was uh, draped over whatever available surface. Kind of like when you see frap bros at party all night yeah. and they just fall asleep in whatever <laughs> position they were in. That was what she was doing. She was uh, just like, yeah. I, I, I noticed she still has puke on her, so I like take her like entire body and just like wipe it against the wall. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just, and then and then and then I, I carry her. Monty just stares helplessly. Monty, what does Claiborne look like? Ertlebee shouts on her way out the door. 
Um, she's got like cool hair. She's beautiful. That's enough for me. To the port district. We'll stop everyone with cool hair who is beautiful. <laughs> cool hair. Cool hair. Cool hair. <laughs> say they're cute. I don't wouldn't say they're beautiful. Let's not stop that. <laughs> Strong six, but nothing to stop for. Yeah, no. oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, was that Tompkins like, who just said that? No, no, no. Tompkins is back at the end. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you take off to the city. Is anyone going to stop to get Tompkins or? I think we should just keep sprinting just to see. She might already be gone. Yeah, we can we okay. can we can get him later. All right. So, uh you take off and Ernelby, you know the only way to the port district is uh in Upper Fallis, which is on top of the mesa. So you'll have to take the steam lift. The uh steam lift is a giant apparatus that is controlled and operated and maintained by the Brotherhood of Steel, the dwarven uh sect that keeps all of the technology up and running in this area. So you guys charge the city as fast as you can. Um, and then you approach the steam lift, this huge steam lift. I mean, it's big enough to hold 20 people. Um, it's several feet thick um, of steel. And it goes all the way up the mesa. And when you get close, uh, the two dwarves that operate the lift look and they squint and they go, Mrs. Withers? Um, hello, hello, young men, hello. We need to get to the ports right away. Here's another dwarf. I have a dwarf friend. Please let us on. Well, they they know who you are. Oh, good. Hello, friends. We're getting on this now. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And they let you on. And you know there's usually a charge, but they've never charged you and your husband. So, but they'll turn to the others and they say, five gold. Ugh. We're with Um, her. We're good. (laughs) They're ready to start the lift anytime you guys are ready. <laughs> but they wait for the gold. Uh, Ertlebe will pay for everybody. Do you, wait, do All you right. guys have discounts? Ertlebe slaps down the gold. <laughs> After hustle at my age, who knows how much longer I have. I pay it all. 20 gold gets handed over. Oh, Grandma, I'll, I'll hit you back. Yeah. Oh, no, don't worry. You supported Monty today. You didn't have to do that. Aww. You really didn't have to do that. <laughs> They walk over, and, and to the rest of you, it looks like it takes a tremendous amount of work and know-how to operate the lifts. Like, they have to pull a whole bunch of levers and time things right and all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, but finally, the lift, you can you can see the steam exhaust come out. Uh, you can hear the chains and the gears start to grind. And slowly but surely, the lift takes you all the way up. You've never been on something like this before in your lives. Uh, you make your way all the way up, and then you enter uh, Upper Fallis. Upper Fallis um, is pretty much just beautiful mansions, nice and spaced out. It's quite the opposite of the lower level, where all the buildings were tightly packed, and most of them served some kind of function, except for uh, a certain residential area. This whole area is just where it seems like the wealthy probably live. They don't even have cobblestone streets. Like, they don't have streets at all. It's all just beautiful, uh, well-maintained grass. And Ertlebe knows where to go, so she takes you guys through this district until you get to the port district. Um, The port district sits on the edge of the mesa, and it has 
a number of airships docked. Most of them are pretty dormant. They're just stationed right now. They're not going to go anywhere. But there's a few that are gearing up either to leave soon or maybe they're just coming in. Um, at this point, it's probably about 8.30 at night. And you guys get into the port district. Typically, you would try to find some kind of travel agent. But they're probably shut down by this point. So you would have to start going from ship to ship looking for help. In the meantime, Vasa would have groggily woken up in Roberto's arms. And his face is the first thing she sees. And she kind of just like looks really sick. But then she says, I've woken up to worse. As she climbs her <laughs> Ouch. Oh, well, not really, I guess. And then she kind of looks. She looks at the figurine in her hand. She's like, "The fuck." <laughs> 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 um, Erdelby is thinking right now if there was a way to create a distraction that would stop airships from leaving. Um, either like a little explosion that doesn't hurt anybody, or a like like causing wind somehow or and she um does have a point of inspiration if there's anything that could help her with this maybe for instance uh have to check over all the passengers and uh make them show their hair you're kind of darting around and both uh well i guess at this point uh due to the alcohol uh level uh brummelstone's the only one to notice uh there's one ship in particular that's already taking flight and heading off um it's completely black with beautiful gold trim there is the emblem of like a falcon that's going skyward on the side of it uh it has a large beautiful uh black balloon with gold trim that's uh, carrying it away and on the edge of the ship kind of looking over watching not like looking directly at you guys but kind of looking down at follows as the ship takes off um she's wearing red robes with dark orange trim she sports a monocle with a gold chain and her brown leather gloves look worn out her strawberry blonde hair is pulled into a fluffy ponytail um she looks pretty short she's got a healthy bit of pudge uh, but she has a demeanor that says all business uh she's got her hood up but you can still see the ponytail kind of coming out. And um, when she looks down at you guys, she kind of just looks a little perplexed. She sees Vasa throwing up again. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's actually probably what it is. She's just like, what, that poor girl. She looks down to a small satchel she has, and she takes a peek at it, and this light emanates from it. And then she shuts it again, but the ship is taking off. I would, Yeah, I'd, I'd tap Burlby on the shoulder and point. And also, Brummelstone marks in his own mind that that's the most beautiful woman he thinks he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Your son was not wrong. I did not get. I give him not enough credit. I apologize. <laughs> uh, wow. So, uh, so just so happens, uh, one of the cantrips Erdelby happened to pick up during her last level up is Thorn Whip, which lets her create a long vine-like whip. I think it's out. only 15 feet, though. Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet? <gasps> How far away is this boat? The it's ship. a little further than that. <laughs> yeah. These oh, ships are huge. Like... So she turns to Roberto and is like, Roberto, throw me. Uh, um... <laughs> oh as hard as you can, throw me at that ship. Roberto's <laughs> eyes go as wide as they can. And, um, yes. Hopefully. 
She's like, I didn't hear much, but no on that. Can you turn into a mouse and my raven can take you? Raven, too fast, too furious. This is perfect time for him. You turn into a mouse, he just drops you on the ship. This is happening. Or it'll be before everyone's <laughs> eyes, changes into a mouse, and like scampers up your arm. I give a piece of bread to my thing and go, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> also, tell her she's beautiful. <laughs> Vasa says, are we trying to stop that? Why don't we just shoot it? It's just a big heat bulb balloon. Uh, Do we want to declare war on this on these people? Yeah. Vasa's uh, just massaging yeah. her head. It's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> if we have to fight those machines, I'm not really confident in our ability. <laughs> I, I'm a mouse on a raven. We're flying towards this airship right now. <laughs> oh my god. Brumblestone is proud of his work and he's really hoping to get a date right now <laughs> he's invested so Raven Too Fast Too Furious lives up to his name as he carries uh, <laughs> I, what do we call him Mouser B or Ertle uh, Mouse or Ertle Squeak Ertle Squeak there you go <laughs> um, up to uh, this black airship and drops you on the deck. And then kind of... It, the, the raven stays stays close by, but does not land on the deck itself. Ertleby transforms back from Squeak in front of uh, Claiborne and looks for a reaction. She is surprised, but tries not to react uh, too much. What's your passive perception? Twelve. Well, never mind. Um, so she kind of she studies you, and she she doesn't take a step back. She's not giving any tells like that. But as soon as you, as you raise up, um, she says, uh, "Impressive." Hello, I am future you. I have gained the ability to change into animal forms, and I've come to warn you that that thing in your pocket will kill you. You must give it to me, and I will remove it. Uh, it actually causes radiation mutations, which is why I uncontrollably turn into animals. Uh, so if you keep holding it, you will turn uncontrollably into animals, too. Please give it to me now. Thank you. No. Please give I it to me I now. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me something about myself that only I would know. Um, I I also have radiation damage to the brain. So, but I do know your name is Claiborne, and you have this uh, fondness for dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> you really love them. <laughs> also, you're carrying that on a secret mission to an artist who has lost their art. Why do I become a gunslinger? Uh, it's very hard to look out for yourself in a world where you are constantly turning into random animals, as you do in the future. Uh, people are very discriminatory against radiation-mutated uh, artifact hunters, and so you need a gun to protect yourself. But I'd still be of sound mind, obviously, because you came up here with a plan. Only fleeting moments of sanity. If you don't give it to me right now, I might go totally crazy. And she's like, look, please, just tell me what this is about. <sighs> <laughs> oh, 
okay, fine. I'm not future you. I'm sorry for lying. Really? Uh, that's part of a magical dream world, and I have to collect all the pieces, and whatever you're getting paid for, I will double it. No, I'd lose my rep if I just sold it to the highest bidder. Uh, at this point, Ertleby falls to the ground and s- screams in pain. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> She's clutching her heart. She's clutching her heart. She's beating me up. (laughs) Why is she beating me up? (laughs) (laughs) She's just staring at you. People from the ship are coming around. Help! She punched me. (gasps) It hurt. I'm old. I need to land the ship. Land the ship at once. Land it at once. I'm in pain. She hurt me. Ow. 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 Um, uh, the captain of the ship comes around. Uh, he has a long uh, black kind of trench coat with gold trim, matches the ship. Uh, he has uh, long brown hair pulled back into a ponytail. Um, pretty handsome looking. And he, he kind of runs up and kneels before you and he says, Ma'am, who, who are you? What are you doing on my ship? I'm future her. <laughs> Wait, no, I forgot. I'm not saying that anymore. <laughs> i'm confused my son lives down there please take me to him i'm very confused also she punched me how did you get on my ship she smuggled me in here to punch me on your ship (laughs) he says all right get up I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He uh, nods over to a couple of his crew and they all help you up on your feet. Thank you, kind young men. She hasn't moved at all. Like, she didn't get close to you or help you or anything. She just watched you. (laughs) Like, like turtle back your way into getting help from someone else. Uh, (laughs) Can we please land this ship already? No, we're not landing the ship. You're just going to have to come with us. By the way, um, during all this, Vasa, after she kind of slowly gets to it, and she asks, she's like, did we just send grandmother up there on a raven in mouse form? And when they told her yes, she looks like she aged 10 10 years. And then she would have immediately looked around for any sort of vessel that she could possibly commandeer or like winging her way to also launch it as well. (laughs) Uh, there is there is one ship that is still getting ready and hasn't left yet. Well, she would have immediately kind of like very crankily because you know she's got like half a hangover brewing, and she's like, "Oh no no no, we're gonna get on that. We have to get on that. We gotta go after them." Um, as you approach the gambler, you see it's one of the finest crafted airships you've ever you've ever seen. Uh, granted, that's not um, you know a lot. You've not seen a lot of airships, but had you seen a lot of airships, <laughs> you would agree. This is one of the finest crafted airships you've ever seen. Three high-quality balloons, a sleek glean that only comes from polished wood, and a series of gears and cogs that seem to power certain aspects of the ship. On the side of the ship is an impressive gold emblem, a silhouette of three playing cards placed below what you can only assume is the captain's beard. The words The Gambler appear alongside this thick metal logo. So the the captain has a big bushy uh kind of a rounded beard and that is like the silhouette the kind of cartoony silhouette in gold underneath the uh playing cards. 
Yeah. So as she approaches the ship, um, is there like a crew or what's what's going yep. on? Yep. So <clears throat> you uh, run up, and the whole crew seems to be dwarves. They're moving boxes, packing things up, and uh, one of them turns to you and says, uh, "Hey, g- uh, good." Looks up to the sky. Good night. No, I mean don't go to sleep. Just. Vasa turns around, clamps two hands on Brummelstone's shoulder, and says, "Make us proud," and pushes him forward. <laughs> we seek vestige on your ship. <laughs> right, we're going after that one. Quickly. No, you, you're going after the Falcon. Where are? Where's this ship headed? <laughs> well, we're heading to Cosnic. That's our next trip. They kidnapped my grandma. I, I turn around and go, Tin. Where's Cosnic? Is that near the flats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim would tell you that Cosnic is a um, kind of like a, a junction point for travel. Airships come in and out of Cosnic, and from uh, Cosnic, you can get to anywhere else on Cog, essentially. Uh, is that where the Falcon's going? And the, the dwarf that's before you is like, yeah, probably that's... Seems reasonable. I mean, I don't know. I didn't check their itinerary before they left. Uh, that's understandable. Uh, <laughs> since he's not very charismatic, this is uh, this is Brummelstone at his best. Brummelstone's <laughs> going after his love. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. Well, let's let's go. Can we board ship? How much? Oh, uh, you gotta talk to the captain. Well, uh, I thought you were the captain. Yeah, I thought you were the captain. Yeah, like uh, my forged brother said. No, no, I'm part of engineering. Hold on a sec, and he's like, Captain. Captain! Can, can we move faster, please? Vasa's massaging her temples as this dwarf is screaming. <laughs> and he screams one day, he's like, Captain! <laughs> and then uh, coming down um, the pathway is uh, <clears throat> he has thick, heavy boots and gloves, a large set of oversized keys that hang from his belt, and a wide grin that matches his frame. These are the attributes you first notice about the individual standing before you. He has a uh, Captain Jack kind of pirate hat. Um, he also has a nice, long, uh, cool trench coat with an unnecessary amount of buckles. And when he throws his coat back a little bit to kind of put his hands on his shoulder, you notice that he also seems to have one of those kinds of weapons that Ertleby has. And uh, he nods and he says, I'm the captain. He looks very pleased with himself. Ahoy! Uh, we seek vestige on your ship. You mean you want to go somewhere? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We don't usually take passengers, so name your price. And I'll, I'll up it. Five uh, gold? Two gold, then. Oh, fuck. Two gold? Two gold apiece. Uh, all right, ten gold. Vasa, pay the man. Vasa goes, are you? And she's like, she's like, she's been holding back the entire time. She's like, she's like no, 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 no. She, she kind of like, she steps forward and she draws in a deep breath to ground herself. And she goes, Captain. Yeah, that's my name. Yes, it is, because you look like a fine captain of this fine vessel, really the man to come to our aid. We seek to... Keep going. It, we seek to... Uh, what's that word? It Fly? Just, no, no, no. Yes, yes. But we just need to catch up with the Falcon over there. I was wondering if this exceptional vessel under an exceptional captain could catch up to the Falcon. The gambler always rolls the dice. Vasa kind of blinks, and then she says, I'm going to take that as a yes, because I think you are a man who's incapable of failure. 
cool. And he's, he turns around, he's like, let's get ready. And then Vasa kind of like, she looks over her shoulder, like she's like, you know, but she's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Rumblestone would say, winning cog. And then she's like, and then she kind of slaps the, the, the edge of the bow. She's like, yes, let's do this. In pursuit of the falcon. And then he gets up on the uh, on the ship, and he's like, "Mr. Wibbles, gather your men. We have an undeclared race to win." And all the dwarves start to scramble and pick up boxes and run and hurry up and uh, scramble to get on the ship. And within minutes, they're ready to go uh, back on the Falcon. <laughs> the captain, who you've learned his name is Gideon, says, "Uh, so again, why are you on my vessel? But tr- um, try the truth." And so we'll we'll go from there. We'll probably we'll probably stay there. All right. As I've told you, from the future, I am future her, who has been radiated, <laughs> so that I randomly transform into animals. Transform into a bear. I could, for instance, <laughs> randomly transform into a bear right now. If I were to do that, would you, you finally would be believe my story? Oh, you know No, I think are. you were a druid. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> oh. I don't right. know why you're a oh, yes. 80-year-old druid with a gun, but I'd still probably figure you were a druid. Yes, I suppose it is possible that other people than just me know what druids are. Okay, well, uh, all right. It's really, really, really important that the thing she has in her pocket... Get out of Cog. It's really important. Why would I be doing this if it weren't really important? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Claiborne looks and says, She did say she lost her mind, Captain. Is, is this true? Did you tell her that you lost your mind? I don't remember. <laughs> I definitely told her I was future her. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, she's bought passage on my ship, so uh, she's safe and under my protection. How much is it to buy a passage on your ship? I, I, see what, I see the puzzle pieces you're trying to put together. I'm just curious. I don't want to steal, <laughs> except from her, that thing in her pocket for the good of us all. What does she have in her pocket that's so important? Uh, if you look at it, maybe you will feel inspired. To believe me. And he's like, I'm not going to ask questions of passengers on my ship like that. Uh, you, all. however, are a stowaway. I guess we're just going to drop you off on Cosmic and hope you can afford a way back home. I can. I'm very rich. I have a son there. His name is Torrance. Have you met Torrance? Tor- I, no. He's a bard. All right. Duly noted. So, um, make yourself uncomfortable, um, because we're going to throw you in one of the cells. How big are the gratings on the cell? Just curious. <laughs> just curious. Just wondering. <sighs> throw her in my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, several of the men, uh, and several of the crew members take you to his quarters, which actually has a door, not a cage on it. Where they they lock the door. I have to be less curious from now on. 
I mean, it's a very, it, it's the best room in the house. I mean, yeah, this is pretty nice. Erdogan's just going to stretch out on his bed and do yeah, little snowflakes. <laughs> um, oh, she's also going to spy if there's anything. Um, rifle through all his papers. <laughs> all right, so you begin reading about his personal life. So you all board the ship, and uh, the captain uh, says, Well, is there anything I can get you that I have on the ship? Drinks, pillows. Vasa perks up at the word drinks. And she says, <laughs> what, kind, what kind of drinks? She still has vomit on her, right? No, she cleaned, yeah, that, she cleaned that off. Oh, did you? She okay. cleaned that off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he says, well, we'll dig something out for you. Don't worry. And, and then she just, she just kind of spreads. She's like, Captain, my captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes back with uh, what you'll soon discover is some pretty cheap wine. Uh, you're not sure if he's uh, saving the good stuff for him or if this is his idea of good wine but um, he brings you a bottle and he says please make yourselves at home go anywhere that's this deck Uh, don't go below don't go in the engineering room definitely don't go in the cargo area Uh, really anywhere here he kind of points around this immediate vicinity. He's like, "Is is uh yours for the 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 uh, not taking, not keeping? It's my ship. Just relax, I guess." Vasa's already taken the bottle of cheap wine, and she toasts him very hard. And be like, "As you command me, my captain." And then she like she sips from the wine as if she's like nurse. It's like as if it was uh seltzer water with a tylenol or or motrin she like sips from it as if it were a tonic she's like oh so much better yep so you guys uh begin your journey forward um back to Ertleby. um so you've rifled through <laughs> his personal belongings um you see that he has three wives none of which know that he's married <laughs> to the others oh um <laughs> you have discovered that he has a uh, small refrigerator where um, he keeps uh, unnecessarily expensive and exquisite cheeses. Other than that, in his comfy bed, depending on how many times you've uh, gotten on and off the bed, um, there's not much else. He has a lot of books in different languages, so he's either well-read or uh, well-versed in uh, appearances. Mm. So once the captain's got his ship in order and everything's running smoothly, he runs. Uh, he comes back to you and he says, "Okay, so uh, you paid good money for this trip. What are we trying to get out of it? You trying to board that ship? You want us to shoot it out of the air? What do you want?" Boarding. Yeah, and that's when you notice the large cannons on the side of the ship. <laughs> and then Vasa says, Vasa says, trust me, trust me, they'll, they'll let us on. The key I need you to do, my captain, is the moment we are on, you need to veer off. You need to leave us on that ship. Uh, and then kind of Vasa kind of looks at Bremostone. And then, and then she looks back at the captain and she says, are they, are they nice people up there? I know they're not as nice as you. And not nearly as magnificent. But up there, what are what are they like? Uh, Captain Gideon, he's full of himself. Um, bit of a scoundrel. Has a lot of wives. Um, <laughs> thinks no one knows. He doesn't really have a lot of morals. He just runs off of gold. And then Vasa says, uh, is he dangerous? Is he quick with a blade? Or no, a, no, uh, no, no. He points out the gun. He's like, Lowe's? <laughs> 
No, he's nowhere near this. Um, he pretty much only he, he takes the safest missions possible. We'll put it that way. Vasa nods and says, "Yeah, you can you can leave us on the ship." All right. How in love with her is this guy? Is the gambler the captain of the gambler? I don't think he's in love with her at all. He just loves adventuring. I wanted him to come along and be our new NPC. Uh, <laughs> like, you could try and talk to him, but keep working that praise, Vasa. <laughs> <laughs> you can be new Tompkins since we've left Tompkins behind. <laughs> We'll have to relay a message to him. So he says, so you want me to, to get you guys really close and let you guys just essentially jump off? And Vasa kind of looks to the group and she says, could we? Uh, you can take the steam copters if you want to instead. It's probably a lot safer. Yes. You are a genius, my captain. Um, Let me go talk to Mr. Wibbles and I'll get right back to you about these steam copters. Um, so he comes back within 10 minutes and he says, uh... Mr. Wibbles has declined uh, aid, um, but then uh, the captain went ahead and said, too damn bad. And uh, since I'm the captain and he's like just the engineer, uh, yeah, we're going to ride some goddamn steam copters. <gasps> yes. Life. Yes. All right. So he takes you down below deck. And then right before you guys get to the door, he's like, I told you guys you can't come down here. And Vasa says, and he starts Thanks. to laugh, and he's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The humor is the same on every place. This fucking the guy. The is very loud and very fake. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking he's guy. Hey. He's still chuckling. He's going to chuckle all the way down to the, uh, uh, <laughs> to the level he's taking you down. So you guys pass down one level immediately. He's like, that's engineering. Don't worry about that one. That's where we keep all our secrets. You guys get to the next level. And uh, this is where we keep the steam copters. I like to call this the steam copter level. Uh, avoids confusion. And you guys walk down to this open area. You can see that there are doors all along the side of the ship where these things could leave. Um, next to each door, probably about 20, 25 feet in diameter, are these uh, like gold and silver balls with two seats in each of them. And they have a series of cogs and gears all over them. There's several switches inside of them. Um, and then there is, uh, for those with higher perception, you can see there's a compartment on the top behind the seats as well. Anything on the bottom that's not like where it's actually resting uh, looks to be like kind of like outside the game, you'd recognize them as kind of like um, engines that are sticking out. But inside, you guys would just see them as like large, complicated mechanical contraptions. Those things can fly? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The steam copters are uh, the second best vessels in the air. Second? What's for the first? Oh, that would that would be the gambler, sir. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, go ahead and pick out a steam copter of your choice, and a dwarf will be down here pretty soon to pilot you. We can... So, there's only two seats, which means we would have to fly four steam copters then. Yes. Carry all four of us over. over. Yep, and there's eight, so... Alright. Vasa looks very skeptical. She's kind of like knocking on the exterior. Like, dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's hard metal. It's just like, ugh. I don't trust... have never seen something uh, made of metal that can fly. Don't trust this at all. Like, yeah. I, I was skeptical enough about, like, the freaking flying ship. And... Alright, so <laughs> one by one, each of you uh, chooses a steam copter. 
and then dwarves come down. Um, they've all got the the same kind of appearance. They all have like coal black hair. They have aviator hats with goggles they pull down over their eyes. Um, they've got a, an assortment of tools on the side of their uh, belt, and each one kind of silently gets inside their uh, steam copter with each of you. And uh, one of them looks over to Brummelstone and says, "You can't fly this." I'm just testing to see how good you are. <laughs> kind of looks like. Where are you from? You know, let's keep this light. <laughs> Alright, kind of shrugs. And then uh, you watch. It takes them a few minutes of overly complicated, like, shifting and turning and, like, turning certain wheels and moving levers in a whole bunch of places. Like, it looks unnecessarily complicated. But eventually, uh, it finishes. Uh, the back panel behind your chairs opens up, and you hear uh, large, like just gears grinding and turning, as um, large poles come out from behind you and go up into the air. Each one of them asks if you're ready. Let's do it. It's at this moment you realize that you're on kind of an incline. Vasa's like gripping her chair very tight and she's just like she's her lips yes. are pressed tight. She just nods. She doesn't even say like, <laughs> And uh before they go into one of they one of them goes, Whoa, whoa, guys, guys. Are they buckled in? And they all turn around and go, Hey, are you guys buckled in? Like Vasa's they each like, ask what are you So <laughs> they have a uh, shoulder harnesses and waist harnesses. Rebortos are kind of a tight fit. They don't seem to take forge with them a lot. Vasa repeatedly uh, demands that her dwarf inspect her buckling. And he he, look, he does a quick glance. Yeah, it's probably good. <laughs> and he's like, if you don't want to fall, you'll make sure it's good. Don't worry. And uh, <laughs> I fall, I'm taking you with me, dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I feel like Megan's going to come back and just be like, what happened? Well, we all fell out of sky copters. <laughs> New characters for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh guys. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> um, the doors uh, slide open. There's a dwarf at the end of the uh, hall who pulls a couple levers and opens up the doors in front of you guys. And the cold night wind rushes in and hits you. Uh, the dwarves seem fine. I don't know about Brumblestone, but the uh, natives take it all in stride. They seem totally fine. And then they pull a lever, and there was kind of like a um, kind of like a break that was holding these uh, spheres from rolling out. And that uh, that stop is no longer there as you all start to roll forward and tumble out of the airship and go into a free fall. Uh. <laughs> Fasa doesn't breathe. She's actually, she's reached over and she's got like a death grip on the dwarf's shoulder and she's just not even breathing. Brummelstone, how are you taking this? Uh, Brummelstone, you know, is fearful but keeps having flashes of that beautiful woman he saw. Roberto? <laughs> 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 oh, Roberto's just, just covered his eyes and it's just like screaming. In this weird, like, <laughs> metal, time, just... metal, like... Like if you were to type ah into that robotic, like, speaker chat box thing, like, ah, 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 ah
<laughs> it's the way the old computers sounded when you got to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dial-up sound. So these uh, giant spheres of uh, gold and silver tumble out of the ship, go into a free fall, and then suddenly um, there are large pieces of metal that rip themselves out of those poles, and you can hear just huge, like, kind of like crashing and coughing and thunderous rumbling underneath you uh, as steam starts to pour out from a whole bunch of different exhausts, and then suddenly uh, you can hear this kind of, like, wind rushing above you, and you hear like a it gets faster and faster and faster until suddenly uh, most of you are pulled straight up and you level off and you see that there are uh, spinning blades above you that are somehow holding you in the air. You don't see any magic attached to this. This is just a combination of the, the rumblings below you and the spinning uh, metal blades above you. And uh, most of you are upright and floating. Um or two of you are. Um, Roberto's still in a free fall. Like, it's trying to pull him up, but maybe the steam copters weren't built for him. Oh, God. But um, it takes way longer than you're comfortable with, but eventually it writes itself up, too. And just... (laughs) Slowly pulls itself up. It's a little engine. Yeah, it's really (laughs) struggling with uh, Roberto. Ooh, that I don't like this. Uh, not tin though. Tin is flying pretty fine. We're about to lose some weight. Oh, I gotta get a go to Atkins <laughs> when we get home. The copters kind of lean forward and make their way to the Falcon. Thanks for listening to episode nineteen, Smuggled Grandmothers. Originally, I was gonna call the episode "What Kind of Shit Planet Is This," but I backed out at the last second. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash worldwalkerspod and on Twitter and Instagram at worldwalkerspod. And if you'd like to help us out, there's a few ways you can do that. Submitting a review at iTunes would be amazing. You can also become a patron over at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive episodes, the Worldwalkers campaign guide, and more. I want to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod over at incompetech.com for the music you heard in today's episode. And I also want to thank Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard today. Visit them at sirenscape.com. There's other gears in the machine. (laughs) You guys are just describing what you're doing way too well. You need to keep it a mystery for the the listeners. Be like, and then Rumblestone does this. (laughs) And say nothing more. Brotherstone does what brothers do in situations where they know these things that have happened. If you don't have a brother where this has happened to you, find someone with a brother and ask them what they do in this situation. And then leave a comment in the blog post and tell us what they said. <laughs> Tag a friend who has a brother. Tag a friend. <laughs> Vasa has entered the loving stage of Drunken, and she's just... <laughs> Give me half a second on this. <laughs> I gotta look something up. <laughs> you can't make us go to the flats. <laughs> <laughs> Vasa.
Vasa shoves the little action figure forged into Roberto, being like, "Ah, you, you take that. Looks like looks like one of yours." That's for that was for you. Yeah, I you have no, I have no use for this. But I got three, and one of them is specifically for you because you really like it. Oh, just well, give it to your um, and she kind of like struggled to think about it. She's like, "Give it to, give it to that girlfriend of yours." I think I remember. <laughs> that. Here, just give it to your girlfriend. No, no, no way. No. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not my girlfriend. God, she goes to a different school. <laughs> I just hope, right, so. I hope Roberto stands outside her window playing bagpipes to impress her. <laughs> just holding the bagpipes above his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As they deflate under their. <laughs> Don't wanna close my eyes. 